0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, January 21st, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The Department of Homeland Security has again backed away from a deadline for compliance with the Real ID Act, a national ID system attached to state-issued IDs. Cato Institute senior fellow Jim Harper argues that as long as states keep pushing back, the threats from the feds will likely remain toothless.
1: The Real ID Act is a national ID law passed in May of 2005, with a May 2008 deadline at which time all the states departments of motor vehicles were supposed to begin issuing national IDs to drivers the deadline came and went without compliance in any state and in fact across the country states rejected real ID and what i call the real ID rebellion red states blue states uh, all different regions of the country and since that time the department of homeland security has continually kicked back deadlines there's a long and complicated tale of their deadlines, but three and four times they've run through deadlines, and states have basically backed down the federal government on this one. In the fall of last year, 2015, DHS began making noises about enforcing for real this time. And over the course of the fall, and especially as the new year came came about, people got really worried that DHS was going to start turning people away at airports. And it came to be the rumor that uh, January 1, 2016 was the date, and people were going to you know, be rejected at TSA checkpoints from flying because they presented IDs from states that were on the wrong side of the Department of Homeland Security. So DHS has clarified that
0: uh, rumor to say that, no, 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 it's, uh, we've kicked the can down the road again, it
1: seems. That's right. The DHS Secretary, Jay Johnson, issued a release uh, stating dates two years down the road when real ID compliance will be required of states and then further down the road when all states should have all their licenses swapped out and replaced. Two years down the road is a long time, but it's, it's most important to recognize that it's during the next presidential administration. That means Secretary Johnson and many of the top leadership of the DHS are going to be gone. That means a different presidential administration is going to have this problem. That may frustrate the line bureaucrats at the department who, who are going to stay on and are trying to get this thing done. But what, what's what gone on here is that the, the top leadership have kicked the can down the road, and this was entirely predictable. As a matter of fact, I began advocating in the fall that states didn't need to regard this threat as real because the, the DHS was going to kick the can down the road. It did. It did predictably, although I couldn't tell you exactly when they were going to do it. Nonetheless, some states are going to move forward. That is – They've taken a threat to heart and they see that two-year deadline coming. They don't think it'll be kicked down the road again, so they're starting to to do things. And one of the approaches on offer, which is is pretty good but still concerning, is to issue a two-tier license, to go to a two-tier license system. At your option, and states could make the option more or less clear, we'll watch how that unfolds. You can get a federally compliant license. That's a license that, among many other things, has, has, is the result of you showing proof that you're legally entitled to be in the United States. And then there's the lower tier license that's actually just a license to drive. You don't have to do all the paperwork. You don't have to do all the nonsense. It might be priced lower than the, than the federal license. You don't have to show proof of, of your, your legal presence. It's really just a driver's license. So a pretty, good, a pretty good deal, and states can be compliant offering both licenses. But here's the catch. If you're in the second tier license system, that is you haven't shown all these documents, you're still in the system that requires sharing of information about you behind the scenes. Real ID requires a national network of database sharing among states. This means that uh, if you have a driver's license in, pick a state, Utah. Utah will share your information on request with Rhode Island. And if you have a driver's license in, pick another state, uh, Georgia, your license is going to be shared with Iowa information about you uh, that's on your license. Likewise, the, the license itself will be federally uniform in important ways. The machine-readable zone will have a digital representation of all the information that's on the front of your license. So when your license gets swiped or scanned at the airport, an office building, a government building, uh, the, the, the pharmacy, the doctor's office, they're not just going to have your name or your age or whatever the relevant piece of information is. They're going to have everything that's on your license. That'll go into databases that are interoperable and that allow that kind of information sharing that we're so concerned about as privacy advocates. You say that a lot of states have taken this
0: latest threat to heart, um, but many states were right out of the gate uh, doing their best to comply with the Real ID law. What do you tell those states taken together? Like how, what should they do? Should they just drop it?
1: Probably yes. A lot of states did comply because they just regard a federal edict as something they should follow. They're encountering costs. That is dollar costs for the for the Motor Vehicle Bureau and they're encountering costs in terms of uh, citizens standing in line at, at DMVs. Prior to Real ID, a lot of states were, were improving the experience of DMV, which is notoriously a negative one for people shortening wait times, issuing licenses over-the-counter because with high-quality printers, you could do that. Real ID is changing all that. It's taking longer. You've got to get more documentation. There's more hassle, more waits, and your license can't come to you over-the-counter. You've got to wait a week or two for it to come in the mail, et cetera. So let them pay those costs if they really want to. I do believe that states are laboratories of democracy. But the states that aren't complying are saving money. They're having better experience at the DMV most importantly, they haven't given themselves over. They haven't given over state policy to federal edicts. I think few of them understand that real ID compliance means forevermore the federal government will decide how they spend their taxpayer dollars. The state legislator will, will not have control over, over the taxpayer money uh, that's paid into the state coffers. The Department of Homeland Security will decide all this stuff. And they can change the rules whenever they want once the once the system's fully in place. Happily – along with continued state recalcitrance in the, in the remaining states, you're seeing good moves in Congress. The Montana delegation introduced a Real ID repeal bill uh, for, for a second Congress in a row. Uh, it would be good to see that get additional sponsorship and co-sponsorship. And it would be good to see a bill like that move because ultimately this is Congress's fault. It's Congress's responsibility. Congress continues to fund a grant program that moves money out to states to implement Real ID. And obviously it maintains the Real ID law in place, which as you know, is a national ID mandate that all all people should oppose. What of this uh,
0: information sharing, if you're talking about two-tier licenses, but the cost even with that two-tier system is that states would be bound to – share information upon request with other states. What's the problem with that?
1: Well, it's a rather big security problem, which leads to a privacy problem. If all states have to share information in their motor vehicle database with all other states, the security of that information is only as good as the weakest link in the system. So let's say Connecticut has a corrupt DMV official. Uh, That person for for a fee. We'll go and get all the data about Jim Harper who holds a driver's license in Washington, DC. Uh, let's say it's Louisiana. That corrupt official can get uh, information about uh, any other person licensed any other place. And I think most people don't recognize, even in the departments themselves, how much information sharing this requires. If you do a name match, well, that's going to happen all the time because so many names repeat themselves in a country of 320 million people. So you got to share more information. Is it a picture? Is it the birth certificate? All this stuff is going to start getting shared around. Real ID requires the uh, DMVs keep copies of birth certificates, your basic identity documents, and everything you need for identity fraud is going to be there in Department of Vehicle databases and shared nationwide.
0: Jim Harper is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.